like I said, five. I'm just gonna keep on bringing it back to the example that I was. Two, four, because, I, yeah, you need to really I, understand. Like just five, it's the number. Just it's the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the numbers. Five hundred thousand dollar property that you would have once paid twenty five percent down, hundred and twenty five thousand dollars as a down payment. You are now going to take a whole hundred thousand off and only pay twenty five thousand dollars for that exact same property. Right. You know what I mean? Like that just I'm like that Whoa. is huge. <laughs> a real big deal. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Hey, welcome to Uncommon the State of Mind, where we debate different ways to leverage your next investment to create time freedom, legacy impact, and generational wealth in order for you to live that uncommon life. But in order to do that, we must be uncommon. My name is Joey, a.k.a. Mr. J. Mays. I'm A.D., also known as A.D. the Fly Realtor. Yep. So today, we got something special to talk about, man. So A.D., my boy, my Fly Realtor, <laughs> he's always staying on top of the latest trends or, you know, laws or regulations that are coming out in the real estate space, um, especially in the multifamily world. Right now, he has a cool little nugget that he wants to share with us. I'm going to go ahead and let him take the lead on that. Yeah, man. Like Joey said, um, the laws, things, trends are constantly changing in the real estate world, uh, specifically in the multifamily world, which is important because uh, owning multifamily, that automatically means you probably have tenants. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why this is very important. Um, a lot of cool things going on right now. So before we start. What's up? My man just had his son, Jeremiah. Dang, we haven't <laughs> shot since. Wow, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I got a dope partner. He uh, was down to let me take some time off. Uh, I got a newborn at the house, so now I have a two-year-old and a newborn. Yep, yep. Um, and it's crazier than ever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier. You know, yeah. a shout-out to the wife. You know, she's been holding it down. Yeah. You know, she brought me another son into this world. I'm so grateful. Hell yeah. Just wanted to go ahead and, and just, you know, we, we've been off for a little while, but for a great reason. Oh, we haven't shot in a minute. No. Yeah. No wonder I'm so excited. I was like, dang, this feels like Christmas again, man. It's been a while. Sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had to. We had to go ahead and hit that out. But anyway, so uh, about these these multifamilies, man. So, so I guess that some new, some new information just came out that's going to make it a lot easier for, like, an average person to get into the multifamily space. Most deaf, most deaf. So... Traditionally speaking, uh, the lowest available like down payment you have was with an FHA, uh -huh. and that was three point five percent. Okay. If you were trying to do a conventional loan, it was going to be way more. So if you wanted two unit, it was going to be fifteen percent down. So at least. So okay. So what's the difference between an FHA and a conventional loan? Um, an FHA loan, uh, there's slightly stricter. Um, well, I'm not going to say stricter. It's looser guidelines because the point of it is to help enable more people to be able to buy real estate. But there are more requirements uh, because uh, since they're loaning you a lot more money or, or a lot a higher percentage of what the property costs, they are going to require you to have your ducks in a row. You know what I mean? So uh, conventional financing. It's a little bit more lax, but traditionally speaking, you do have to put more down. Uh, yeah, most of the time, people would think it's like 20% or 25%. There are conventional options with 10% down, uh, but for multifamily, it was always a higher down payment. 
Okay, so so it was always a higher down payment for multifamilies, and it's changed now. Is what you're saying? It has changed, yeah. So Fannie Mae, which is the uh, they they're the ones who back the lo- conventional loans that you're able to get. So now they've recently come out with new guidelines. Uh, their statement is actually that to access credit, to expand access to credit and provide support for affordable rental housing, the maximum allowable LTV ratios for two to four unit property principal residents purchased and limited cash out transactions will be updated to 25. Sounds like a lot. I was about to say, like, <laughs> for me, I'm like, what is, what is that's gibberish. So, like, okay. all right. So, pretty much, uh, LTV, uh, LTV is your loan to value ratio. Right. Beforehand, if you were trying to get two units, the loan to value ratio needed to be 85%, which means that 15% is your down payment. That's coming from you or from whoever's p- uh, putting down that money. Uh, for a, um, for three or four units, it was 75%, okay. which means 25% is coming from you. So that's a lot, which is why, like, if you're trying to buy an owner-occupant multifamily, uh, FHA was a very favorable route, 3.5%. Got it. Now, because they want to expand credit to more people, uh, the option for credit to more people, and also to help with the affordable housing crisis, which most metros in America are currently dealing with, they have loosened those guidelines, and now the LTV is 95%, okay, which, so. means, which means for two, two four-unit property, you can put down as low as 5%, which is a big deal. So <laughs> back in the day, so if you're, if you're getting a, five, a, a $500,000 property, and say, I mean, in California, that's kind of like really low, but say you're somewhere out of state and you... You know what I'm saying? You found a multifamily three to four units that was five hundred thousand dollars. You'd be, um, you know, it's twenty five percent that you'd have to put down, but they'll cover the the remaining seventy five percent exactly. And that twenty five percent would be a hundred and five, a hundred and five thousand, hundred and twenty five thousand. Sorry, a hundred and twenty five. It feels five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay, so what would they put down on that five hundred thousand dollar property now? Now is five is down to five percent. So that means um well twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> which is uh, that's a big drop like that's a big drop and that's definitely a lot more within reach for our everyday person that is that is beyond right like just just listen to the math a hundred and twenty five dollar hundred and twenty five thousand right hundred and twenty five thousand exactly down to just they took a whole hundred thousand dollars off if you're buying a five hundred thousand dollar property exactly like that's a lot and so if you factor in closing costs, that means altogether you're probably, for that same $500,000 property, you're looking at around $50,000 altogether. Uh, if you have a good realtor like myself, you could probably get those closing costs paid by the seller and you only got that $25,000 to worry about. So this is a huge hack. Like, this is really important. <laughs> right, don't forget, check, check the show notes and hit your boy. But um, no, like this is really cool because like they said, to expand uh, the options for credit. So what's going on is because everybody knows if you watch the news or if you walk outside your front door, interest rates are going crazy right now. You know what I mean? They're extremely high. 
is making it harder for people to qualify for these properties and to qualify for these loans. So are you telling me that this is kind of what's going to counterbalance the interest rates spiking up? Is that why you think the government is doing this? In part, I wouldn't, I don't want to call it counterbalance, uh, but it is to just, because at the end of the day, we need people to still be buying property. Of course. The economy, it, that's what happened in 08. People weren't buying, and that's a bad sign for the economy. So in order to help people continuously buy, they have to do something. If interest rates are going to remain high, there has to be something else to entice specific behavior. That's how the government operates. Of course. You know what I mean? Like the behavior they want to um, support, the behavior they want to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, to influence. The behavior they want to influence, they're going to make certain rules and regulations to allow that to be easier and easier. Yeah. So, and then also, like I said, there's a housing crisis in just about every metro in the country. If you live in L.A., it's been a thing for years, you know, where like you're in some of what's supposed to be the most luxurious parts of the city and you see homeless people all over the place. Very true. You know, and not even trying to be funny, like it's really sad yeah. that like close to so much wealth and so much luxury, you see people, you know, homeless. And it's because there's a shortage of affordable housing, yeah. you know, housing in general, but especially affordable housing. So this is a very good opportunity for any beginner or any investor to get into the game, but also make a difference for pos for the positive for the community. Yeah, um, this is huge. I mean, yeah, you know, it to is say the least, this is huge. And, that, and to piggyback off of what AD said, the government is always trying to whatever, uh, whatever what is it, action that the government wants to influence, they're going to put money behind it. So you know that there's a housing crisis. The, the government's going to have uh, maybe government contracts behind this that people can then take advantage of to to further push along this agenda. For real. I'm glad you said that because, you know, later on we'll, t we'll touch on uh, Section 8's new guidelines. But That part. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so there, there's a few, like, you know, stipulations. So this is strictly for owner occupied uh, properties, which means you have to intend to live in that property for at least a year. So this isn't an investor loan. But like I've always said, uh, buying your first property and buying a multifamily with that first property can be your leg in the, your foot in the door to becoming an investor. So this is really cool for you know, um, there are certain reasons why somebody may not be able to use an FHA loan. Right. So um, it's cool. FHA loans, they do have slightly lower interest rates. But there are certain things where if you aren't able to close on that FHA loan, you can now use a conventional loan. And it's only going to be, what, 1.5% more wow. than that FHA loan would have been. And that's the thing, like FHA loans... You say they have to jump through a whole lot of hoops. It's slightly more hoops right. than conventional. So yeah. with a conventional loan, it's going to be a little less hoops is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Conventional loans, there's a little less hoops. Um, the standard of the property isn't as intense as FHA's. Um, what they're looking at and the the way you qualify is not as intense in a, as, a, as FHA. FHA does allow for lower credit scores. But um, really, it's not that crazy. It's not that difficult to like have a credit score that qualifies for a conventional. 
So the the best part is it's not necessarily that this is a better option than an FHA loan, but it's just that you have more options. You know what I mean? And then not to mention, you can only have one active FHA loan at a time, but you can have up to 10 conventional loans at a time. So as long as your debt to income ratio is good enough or still qualifies for that property, you can get another conventional loan with 5% down and keep rinsing and repeating. You know what I mean? Okay. So before we move too fast, <laughs> yeah, too sorry. Fast, no, I'm telling you, I'm excited, dude, because this is really cool for, for the everyday person. And no, it this is. Incredible. This is what this show is for. So before we move, move further, you, you brought up uh, debt, to income, uh, debt to income ratio, and I didn't want you to touch on that and explain what that is so that the audience understands. So your debt to income ratio, um, we've talked about it before in the past. Um, really to just quickly like touch on that, it's just pretty much how much you owe versus how much you make. So your credit cards, uh, when you decided to go buy that Fendi, you know what I mean? When you went to go get that car, when the car you already had was working fine, that's all going to affect your DTI, that debt to income ratio. And your loan officers, these lenders, they're looking at all of that and they're judging you. <laughs> like they're literally judging you. They're looking at all the statements. They're looking at what you owe and how much you make. And they are judging you and they're judging you harsher than I ever will. <laughs> they're judging you harsher than you will. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they don't care because you're just a number. Yeah. So you got to keep that DTI in check. Yeah. You really do. Uh, and really like trying to be under 35% is ideal. Um, You want to be closer to 30 to be honest. Yeah. But like being under 35% will really help you eat that uh, 35% DTI. Um, uh, what was your other question? That, that was just the main one. And yeah, again, we've talked about, we've, we've hit this point before, you know what I mean? You don't want, especially when you're dealing with credit and, and getting approved for loans and credit, you want that uh, debt to income ratio to be under that 30%. Means 30, he says 35. For, for, guess, for property. For property, yeah. for, for credit, it was under 30%. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's huge, man. And that's, that's pretty much, uh, the keys to the game when it gets, when it comes to, you know, acquiring these loans to go and take down these properties. But, right. uh, with that being said, if you guys focus on that and, and maybe your DTI is already great, man, we, the, this changes the ball game. It changes the ball. Like game I said, completely. if we're talking about a $500,000 property, you, you went from paying $125,000 as a down period, as a 25% down payment to down to just $25,000. That's right. a whole $100,000 that is yeah. off of that, off of that right. price. And let's not like play around 25,000. Like that's still a decent amount of money depending on who you talk to. But right, right. It, if you don't have 25,000 in hand, it's a lot easier to go out and get 25,000 from somewhere than it is to get a hundred and twenty. Bro, we have a whole show explaining that. I'm gonna link it in the yeah, for, right. <laughs> exactly. Whole... Like Joey's got Joey's yeah. got is hooked up with a service that helps you get uh, money, you know, based on your credit. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can pull out business credit. Like there's just so many options yeah. for you. Like it's way easier to get twenty five thousand yeah. than that hundred twenty five thousand. That part we'll we'll tag that in the show in the show notes. Um, I'm excited, man, because this this like opens a lot of doors, especially for me, because I know, you know, the business that I run is usually through uh, arbitrage. But I've been looking into actually purchasing properties that way. You know, we can right. more money in exactly. mortgage price. Right, bro. So like now let's say 
all right, if you want to go out there and you buy an owner-occupant fourplex, so you would have to legally live in one of the units, right? but then you uh, STR, short-term rental, the other three units, now you're going to get, because you know what you're doing, you're going to get higher returns than long-term rental. So in LA, you might be able to house hack your property and live for free, which isn't an easy thing to do in a big city with skyrocketing um, mortgage prices. Right. So one thing, I'm going to go ahead and just give a little caveat because I know a little bit more about this. In LA specifically, LA City, you would have to do it 30 days or more because they don't allow for under 30 days unless uh, you know you have special licensing. But outside, in the outskirts of LA, uh, if you find a multi-property there, you're able to go ahead and use that as an STR. Well, you can use an STR in LA as well, but it has to be for uh, 30 days or more. If you do STRs in the outskirts of uh, LA City, Man, you can do nightly rentals, and of course, that's where you know people meet people like me see the biggest bang for their buck. You know what I mean? So right, there's right. so much opportunity in what AD just brought to the table for us. Yeah. But these Fannie Mae guidelines aren't just for LA. Like LA's our backyard. That's why we talk about it. Right. This is nationwide. So you need to figure out what's going on in your city, in your state, and where you can like take advantage of these new uh, opportunities in the two to four unit space. It's small multifamily, still considered residential property. It's not commercial yet. So that's why you can uh, qualify for an owner-occupant loan. Like, this is huge. Like, I can't Bro, emphasize that enough, how big of a deal this is. We need to go in on something now. No, like, with, <laughs> and because interest rates are high right now, but you know what? If you continue to keep that DTI in check, like, you have an opportunity to refinance when things calm down. Yeah. Like, and if you could qualify now, this is about as bad as it's probably going to be. Like, maybe it'll get a little bit worse, but right. this is probably as bad as it's going to be. And then it'll either level out or start to come down. Right. So why not get in the game right now when it's this bad? Because when things calm down, then you at least have more experience and you're ready to take on the world at that point. Right. So I'm, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon of what he just said because I'm not really into the world to know if this is as bad as it's going to be. But what I do know is that, you know, you're going to be, okay, high interest rates are our thing right now. But when they're giving you the opportunity to purchase property at this low of a price, like, right, it, it's worth the investment. It's worth the risk. You know exactly. It's exactly. different if interest rates were high and then, you know, we didn't have access to this new uh, Fannie Mae product that's going to allow you to, you know, uh, put a down payment for 5% on on a conventional loan. That's It's a whole different story. Then then you're weighing your options. Like, I don't know if this might be the right time for me to jump. But like I said, five, I'm just going to keep on bringing it back to the example. Oh, two, because, I, yeah, you need to really understand. Like, just five, it's the number. Just it's the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the numbers. $500,000 property that you would have once paid uh, 25% down, $125,000 as a down payment, you are now going to take a whole 100000 off and only pay $25,000 for that exact same property. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that just, I'm like, that Whoa. is huge. <laughs> a real big deal. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And, you know, there's, um, there's still going to be PMI, uh, okay. private mortgage insurance, which means anytime you buy a property, a conventional or FHA with less than 20% down, you're going to have private mortgage mortgage insured. Uh, don't be scared of PMI. You know, people try to act like it's this horrible thing. It's not a horrible thing. Really, the way you want to think about it is this PMI 
helps and allows you to be able to get into a property for less than you would have. You know what I'm saying? So, and PMI is tacked on to your mortgage payment every month. So it's not this thing where you have to pay it out of pocket all at once. You know, you just pay it monthly, but you're smart. You bought a multifamily. So you got other people, other tenants helping you buy, uh, pay for that PMI and the rest of your mortgage uh, uh, payment. Guys, seriously, to be honest with you, and I know AD does, I make fun of him with the plugs and whatnot, but honestly, if you're serious about investing, if you're serious about like getting into an investment, especially right now where the climate looks a little bit more achievable than it did before, right. get in contact with my boy AD um, and have a conversation. I mean, to be honest with you, the conversation, a conversation is going to take you a long way, especially if you're the right person who's in the, in the right position to invest. Right. You know, somebody or you're learning more about somebody who's in this world and, and, you know, knows all the ins and outs, which is why I'm so grateful that I have him on the show. Cause you know, anything that I need to know about multifamilies, especially since I know that's a step that I want to take in the future, I can just go and hit my boy. Like, Hey, well, for what's real? going on? In, what's going on in multifamilies? Like, tell me about it. Exactly. <laughs> like, and even if you're not in position right now, like hit me up because my team will be able to help you figure out what you need to do to get in position because not knowing, not knowing what you need to do is probably the worst case scenario. Right. If you at least have knowledge of what steps you need to take, at least you have something to look forward to and yeah. something to work towards. Yeah. And once you get there, it's, it's go time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's come on, man. Yeah. So uh, are we wrapping the show up right here? I mean, I don't have anything else I really want to touch on. Um, yeah. Oh, no. wait, oh you wait, know wait, what? Wait. But I do want to say, uh, above all, if you are going to do something like this, make sure that you understand you are going to have tenants and you are going to have to like have either you're going to rent that property yourself or you're going to have a property manager. Yeah. I'm not trying to scare you away from that, but just understand that's the reality and you need to do that. We have a show on that too. So we'll get into the comments. But before we went, because I, I'm, I'm glad that I stopped us from wrapping the show up, we were going to talk about the new section eight uh, uh, guidelines. <laughs> Man, we almost forgot. Yes. Yeah, so section eight uh, in Los Angeles. All right. So now for a studio, section eight will pay you twenty one thirty two a month, two thousand one hundred thirty two for one bedroom. 2407 for a two bedroom, 3052 for a three bedroom, 3915. Okay. So, so if you have like a studio apartment, say you're a, uh, a landlord and you have a studio apartment or, you know, studio space, you, you know, submit that to section eight and this is what you're getting. Exactly. That's what, that's what you're able to rent it out to, to a section eight tenant. So that's the direct way that you can help with the affordable housing crisis, but still make a return. Like, and that's the best of both worlds. You get to make money and still do good in this world. Like you guys, there's so much opportunity out there. Stop being scared and stop letting the news and the media make you think it's not possible because other people have done it. So can you, you just have to make sure that you're not trying to do this by yourself right you know what i'm saying you need you need your team you need people who who have been there you need people who can advise you uh as long as you're you're plugged in if you're not plugged in with us fine if you're plugged in to some real estate uh i don't know meetup or like a, a group of, of folks that are right. really about this life 
it is, you know, that's what's going to take you to the next level. But we have to take the first step, guys. We have to take the first step. Got to. Um, I think that's, I think we're, that's it, right? Now that's pretty, uh, that's pretty much it right now. Uh, the V for the day. If I had a B for the day, it'll be be informed. Be informed, man. Be informed. Really, guys. because this recently changed. Um, it takes effect November 18th. That's coming up. Uh, I don't, depending on when you watch this, November 18th, uh, 2023, this takes effect. So that's right around the corner. Like, be informed because things change rapidly. Yeah. So be ready. I like that. Yeah. Be informed, be you, and be uncommon. Stay up, y'all. Uncommon a State of Mind was hosted by my best friend, Joey, and myself, AD, two guys who started at the back of the queue in real estate. And now we want to give back by showing others the way to get in through the front door. Feeling inspired and looking to get your investment portfolio up and running so you can join the party in style? Hit us up at info at uncommonestateofmind.com and we can start talking. If you enjoy the show, please spread the word and show some love in the ratings so we could climb those charts together. Until next time. Be uncommon.